Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. And we are here in Paris, France. I'm speaking to you in front of Hypercacher, the supermarket that was hit just under a year ago by the terrible terrorist attack here in Paris, France. Something that led us to declare a Jewish unity initiative for Europe something that we've done in the United States and Israel many, many times. We've decided to bring to Paris, France this time around to tell our friends, our brothers, our sisters in Paris that when the Jewish community or when Jews in general are in challenging situations, there are other Jews in the world who care and who are looking on with great anticipation and great tension and whose collective heart aches when there is problems when there are challenges for Jews in other areas. I want to, As we stand here in Paris on the site of this terrible terrorist episode, I want to take this opportunity to remind everybody that the Jewish Unity Initiative has been met with tremendous enthusiasm, has been met with incredible reaction by our community and specifically by our listeners. And this is an initiative that we take very, very seriously. It's one with a very simplistic message and an easy message to convey but one that's so meaningful, so symbolic, and so important. And everybody out there, in whatever way, shape, or form, that you have expressed your support, that you've expressed your enthusiasm, and your love for what we are doing, we say thank you. This Wednesday broadcast is in advance of what's happening tonight at Le Victoire, what's happening tonight at the Great Synagogue of Paris, a Jewish music event simply to allow everybody to celebrate Hanukkah together and to celebrate this great Jewish community here in Paris. And there are those around the world who have helped us focus on the fact that it's so important that Jewish communities of the diaspora, especially important and large ones, be reinforced, be, be given encouragement, and be given whatever support is necessary. And that is what we are doing here. We are presenting this radio broadcast on Wednesday. We're presenting a post-concert broadcast on Thursday morning, and in between the incredible event where thousands will gather together to enjoy and celebrate the holiday of Hanukkah. I thank you all for tuning in. There's plenty more coming up. We have discussions with people that we met here in Paris. We'll be speaking to the chairman of our event who knows this town, this city, this country, and this continent very, very well. And we'll continue with more coming up. Keep it right here at JM in the AM. Bye. 
JM in the AM, hour number one of our Wednesday broadcast, and we are in Paris. You're enjoying some phenomenal music early on. We uh, did our opening from the Hypercacher or Hypercacher supermarket, depending on how you want to pronounce it. We were there and spent some time there yesterday. Uh, we have um, interviews coming up with members of the Jewish community of Paris who we spoke to both there and at the Jewish Quarter. Uh, that'll be part of this broadcast. And um, uh, both Robert ben Ramon, our chairman, and Simon Jacob are going to be joining us as we discuss this unique and interesting journey to Europe. It's hard to believe that it is finally here after months of thinking about and then arranging for this Jewish Unity Initiative to declare to the Jewish community of Paris and of France that we stand with you. And that when our brothers and sisters are in any type of challenging situation, there are others around the world, other members of the Jewish community, who have great care and concern. I thank you all for tuning in. You're listening to 91.1 on the FM dial, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Round the world on the web, jmtheam.org, and of course, on the NSN app, our program from Paris continues at JM in the AM. Al-Hanisim ve'al-ha-purkan ve'al-ha-gvurot ve'al-ha-tshuot ve'al-ha-milchamot she'asita l'avotenu Bayamim ha'hem bazman hazeh Bayamim ha'hem bazman hazeh Al ha'nisim ve'al ha'purgan ve'al ha'kurot Ve'al ha'chuot ve'al ha'milchamot she'asita l'avotenu
Happy Hanukkah. Thank 
את האוויר בתל אביב, את סבתי ואת סבי, את החלב, את נרות שבת, את ים המלח מול אדום, ואשת לא סופה לסתום, ואת הקיץ אורך האלה. שלום לך ארץ נהדרת, עבדך דל נושא לך שיר גם אם לעיתים נודד אני על דרך, מה טוב לנדוד אך טוב יותר לחזור. מימיה הכחולים של הכנרת, והרקיע התואם מעט, והרגשת הבית המוכרת. אורכי זורמת כמו חשמל, הרי גליל והשומרון, הפרדסים שבשרון, וילדים בגן המושבה, את הכרמל ואת הים, אחד אחד ואת כולם, תמיד קורצים אומרים ברוך הבא. שלום לך ארץ נהדרת, עבדך דל נושא לך שיר מזמור. We are in front of the Hipper-Kasher supermarket, where we just did a little bit of shopping and expressed to some of the people here why we're in Paris and why it's so important that our Jewish Unity Initiative has come to Europe. And I'm standing here with my friend Patrick, who we met a few weeks ago. And first of all, Patrick, um, what do you remember about the attack? It was an Arab Shabbat, right? Uh, where were you? How did you hear about it? Yes, uh, everybody was in uh, front of the television, and even if it was uh, Shabbat, everybody let the uh, television open, and we follow uh, what's happened, and uh, we w- was waiting and praying for all this uh, poor guy die inside. Yeah, of course. Um, I assume it was a busy time, right? Sometimes <laughs> sometimes people do wait till the last minute to shop for Shabbat. It was a very busy time. Yeah, it's busy time, but... Uh, you know, we are a little community, a very uh, strong community, and uh, everybody called everybody for, say, look the TV, look, look what happened, and everybody was uh, waiting and, uh, and praying for, yeah. for that. Where are we now? This is, is, is a Jewish community. Uh, you described it to me last time that it's somewhat of a Jewish community that happens to have a kosher supermarket here. Where are we now in Paris? Okay, we are not exactly in Paris. Paris, it's to another side of this road, so we are sticking Paris. It's a little uh, city, the name of the city is uh, Vincennes, and there is a famous castle here in Vincennes. And uh, it's true that uh, there is more and more Jewish here in Vincennes, because all the popular Jewish districts are less and less, uh, there is less and less Jewish in this uh, district, and they go to the better place where uh, there is less anti-Semitism. How long did it take for Hitler Kasher to reopen? 
sorry, uh, how long did it take to reopen? How many weeks or how many months did it take before the store was open again? I don't know, three weeks, something like that, one month, weeks. yeah. And is, has there been a military presence here since then? Yeah. No. And that's not unusual in this case, right? It's not unusual that a Jewish site would have army personnel. No, but now uh, everywhere where there is Jewish, there is army or there is police. So we are happy for that, but uh, at least it's not so, it don't, uh, it don't make us so enjoy it. Now, you know why we're here. We call it the Jewish Unity Initiative, and that's why we're in Paris. Um, this is a very strong Jewish community. People sometimes focus on the fact that it's getting smaller, but it's still a very, very strong, probably the most active and strong Jewish community in Europe with an incredible history. Is there still a feeling of strength here, even with all the difficulties and problems that are going on? No, we don't feel like that. Everybody, I think that everybody wants to to leave France or to leave Paris and to go in Israel, in America, in Canada. We don't we don't feel uh, safe like we was before, and we think that uh, maybe it's gonna be better to another place. We don't have so many hope of the friends, and uh, now after the election of yesterday, less and less. It's uh, anti-Semitism uh, to the left, uh, extreme right or anti-Semitism to the Arab people in Paris. So, Was yeah. that election result expected? Expected, and the extreme right, they are winning, and uh, they take more and more uh, place in France, and there is a major of, uh, of place, more and more from the extreme right. So he make afraid to everybody. Well, Patrick, with all of this, I wish you a happy Hanukkah, and we should celebrate Hanukkah together in peace and unity. Thank you very much. Hanukkah Sameach Likulam. Thank you.
בבוקר עוד השמש לא חיכה לי. על היום שעוד לא בא לי. עכשיו אני רואה את שואל מתי כל זה נגמר. ואם כל זה חושב אני, מתי יבוא מחר? בתפילה, קורא אני לך, זועקות בשמך. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live from Paris, France, around the world on the web, jmnam.org, and of course on the NSN app.
the uh, JM and the AM radio broadcast for Wednesday. We are in Paris, and uh, there you go. There were some nice levels. Uh, we're in Paris, and we are uh, getting very excited because tonight is the centerpiece of the Jewish Unity Initiative. We're going to be at the Le Victoire, the, uh, the, the great synagogue of Paris. And Ohad, who you just heard, we have said many, many times over the last few weeks, has been instrumental in moving this project forward and understanding the goal and making sure that we had uh, amazing cooperation on so many different fronts so we can get this um, incredible event off the ground. So here we are in Paris, France, had a very interesting Tuesday, to say the least, and you'll be hearing some of those uh, actualities, some of the clips that we, um, that we, that we uh, recorded on the streets of Paris. The show, as you heard about an hour ago, opened with my show opening from uh, Hyper Kasher, the Hyper Kasher supermarket where the terrorist attack uh, took place on the heels of the uh, Charlie Hebdo attack. Uh, many of us, of course, remember that Friday back in January when the, right before Shabbos, the uh, Hyper Kasher supermarket was attacked. That's where we did the opening to the show today and we had an opportunity to speak with uh, some of the people, including a shopper, who you'll hear at some point, who um, was among the first shoppers to return once the supermarket was renovated, once they went through all the renovations after the attack. Um, we had the opportunity on Tuesday to visit the Jewish Quarter, one that is uh, now much more active than it was a couple of weeks ago. It's obvious from uh, those who we spoke with that the the activity level over the last few weeks since the attack of the 13th of November has been at a minimum compared to what it is normally. And we had an opportunity to speak to some of those people and get their feelings. There are a couple of very, very active themes among those who we speak to in Paris. 
Uh, one theme is the strength and vibrancy of the Jewish community and how they are, in some ways, ready to persevere, ready to move on. But on the other side, and maybe I would say even on a, a much more active, uh, in, in a much more active manner, is the uh, feeling that is um, pervasive in Paris among the Jewish community, especially in light of the elections this week and, of course, the terror attack of uh, three weeks ago that um, they question, many people question their own future in the Jewish community of Paris. We are not here to question the future of the community. We know how important it is to strengthen the communities of a diaspora, especially the large ones. This is a message that we've been uh, carrying forth. It's a message that Naftali Bennett in the Office of Diaspora Affairs has been carrying forth. Um, so we understand the importance of all that. Uh, but nonetheless, there is a there is a movement, a feeling a um a a a certain atmosphere that's been created where people are questioning whether they should stay in Paris in France or move to places like the United States Canada or Israel and we know that uh, those countries are now enjoying a larger french immigration for that very reason uh, so we were there at the uh, site of the uh, of the attack, the supermarket, and uh, we were speaking with some of the people there. Um, we were in the Jewish quarter, as I mentioned. We were at um, what is generally known by reputation as the best falafel place on the planet, <laughs> even better than some in Israel, and that was a really full, bustling restaurant, I must say. And uh, we had the opportunity to stop by one of the memorials, uh, a memorial that was set up in the aftermath of the terror attack of Friday night, November the 13th, when, in this case, terrorists shot up a restaurant, and it is obvious from the scene that we saw, and I'll share some of that with you a little later on, from the scene that we saw, and the memorial, the candles, the flowers, the pictures, the poems, the drawings that were left at the scene, uh, it's obvious that that episode, and that was just one part of a series of episodes that evening, uh, left a uh, a very strong mark on the Parisian community. And as I said during that segment, um, we don't just stand with our brothers and sisters, who of course are so close and dear to us. We do stand with them, but not only with them, but with all upstanding free, uh, citizens of this world who want nothing more than to live in peace and harmony. And it seems that uh, based on the memorial that we saw, that a lot of people were really affected and touched by uh, by the events, by the episode, by the uh, collective terror that was um, pervading this area. And uh, we hope, we hope that this message of unity extends even beyond the Jewish community, but really goes to those who want peace and harmony on this earth. JM in the AM. We are in hour number two on this uh, Wednesday morning. Tonight at Le Victoire. Tonight at the Great Synagogue of Paris. People like Yohoram Gaon and Ohad and Itzik Dadia and Uziat Sadok and Amir Haddad and Avi Miller and Gershon Freistadt and an amazing symphonic orchestra from Israel under the leadership of David Fadida are going to be in the main sanctuary and are going to turn that main sanctuary into a Hanukkah celebration, one that I am proud to have a part of. And um, as I said earlier, there are so many people that have really gone 
beyond the call of duty to make sure that this would be a successful event. And to those who have expressed enthusiasm, to those who have cheered us on and have asked us to keep them in mind as this whole mission takes place, I thank you. The Jewish Unity Initiative, uh, as it's now formally known, um, has its roots in what we've done in what I like to call a get-up-and-go way, that when Jewish communities are in, uh, in some type of danger, we try to go and highlight the situation and let people know what's happening. And this, of course, has played very well in the United States and Israel over the years, especially in Israel where we don't get an opportunity to really connect. So many people never get a chance to go and really connect with the people there, so we do that for you. And now, because of what happened a year ago, and because of the situation in France, and because it's such a vibrant and incredible Jewish community in France, the largest Jewish community in all of Europe, we felt this was the time. This was the time to go, show solidarity, increase the brotherhood and sisterhood, and let people know one very simple message. When you are in a challenging situation, Jews around the world care and want to make sure they can make a difference. And that is what's behind the symbolism and the practicality of a journey like this. Uh, more tomorrow morning, by the way, when we have an opportunity after the concert to speak with some of the people that uh, were part of it and to speak to some of the people who have been uh, instrumental as part of it and to speak to some of the people who were affected in a positive manner by all of this. We are looking forward to that uh, tomorrow on JM and AM between 6 and 9 a.m. also want to remind everybody that this concert that we keep talking about will be available on our website, homepage of NahumSiegel.com, where you normally view videos that are posted to our homepage. On the homepage of NahumSiegel.com, starting at 2 p.m. Eastern Time today, 2 p.m. Eastern Time today, you'll be able to see what's happening inside the Great Synagogue. There will be presentations and speeches and a candle lighting that will be very touching because I believe it's going to include the families of those who uh, are related to those who perished in the terror attack at Hypercasher. And uh, there will be plenty of music as well. It will be an amazing lineup, an incredible Hanukkah celebration in the heart of Paris during a very, very challenging time. So make sure to join us and be part of this incredible experience. Uh, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Nahum Siegel Network. Make sure to, um, make sure to, uh, follow us on Twitter at Nahum Siegel Net. And make sure to be watching NahumSiegel.com today at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. As the day goes on, there'll be more and more music as part of that video presentation, which I think you'll find fascinating from the great synagogue of paris more coming up keep it right here at jam in the am we are at 91.1 fm 90.1 fm in the catskills rockland county at 91.9 in the fm dial around the world in the web jam in the am.org there's a light in the window that shines across the it's a light that can't be dimmed though It may be blurred by tears There's a light in the darkness That's lasted for so long It's the light of the Torah And those who know her song There's a in the window that burns into the night It's a light that can't be dimmed though At times we may lose sight There's a light when you're surrounded And 
you need some way to rise. It's the light within the children and the truth that's in their eyes. Shine on little candles, softly, softly glow. You've the
Sabbat, Sam Glazer's Chanukah, Rockin' Chanukah medley here at uh, JM in the AM. Happy Chanukah, everybody. Chagurim Sameach, Afrelech and Chanukah. Hope your Chanukah has been amazing so far and that your Sufganiyot and uh, dreidel games and uh, and uh, candle lighting have gone really nicely and smoothly. We are here in Paris. It's a Wednesday JM in the AM as we get ready for tonight's amazing event. It'll be uh, at the Great Synagogue, of course, the Jewish Unity Initiative which we take very seriously, is now in the city of Paris, is making its mark in Europe after the success that we've had within both the United States and Israel. And uh, everybody out there who has been so enthusiastic, who has been uh, encouraging us to forge ahead with this project, even with the recent terror attacks in uh, in Paris, we say thank you. And here we are on Hanukkah 5776 with some wonderful people, traveling with a very impressive delegation from the United States, um, welcoming incredible incredible artists and uh, incredible artists and a wonderful team from Israel, and of course being part of the Jewish community of Paris for a few days as we remind them that it's time to celebrate. That's the whole point of tonight's gathering is to celebrate Jewish life, to celebrate the holiday of Hanukkah, and to be together with this one message that when our brothers and sisters are in challenging situations, we, as their brothers and sisters, care, have concern, and uh, as we like to say, or we don't like to say it, but as we've always said, the collective Jewish heart aches when things like that occur. So everybody out there, I thank you for your support. I thank you for your encouragement. We will continue here at JM in the AM as we uh, get closer and closer to tonight's event. I remind you that if you go to NahumSiegel.com at 2 p.m. today, that video is going to be on our homepage. You'll be able to see what's happening in Paris. Uh, you could actually go to the website, NahumSiegel.com, to see the conversations that we're going to be having this morning as well. That'll be on the homepage. And to make sure to follow for social media, make sure to follow us on uh, Facebook and Twitter, on Facebook, Nahum Siegel Network, on Twitter, at Nahum Siegel Net, so you can see the photos and be caught up on what's happening. Uh, interspersed in the next 90 minutes, we will have some of the Visits that we had with people in the Jewish quarter, with shoppers at uh, the Hypercasher supermarket, and um, a, a a look through their eyes, through their perspective of Jewish life here in Paris. We continue to celebrate, rightfully so, how incredible a community it is, how vital it is to the past, present, and future of the Jewish people in Europe. But there are people with obviously great trepidation. There are people with uh, great concern. And we will uh, speak about that coming up right here at JM in the AM. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, and Esther Basar Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Concerning the great miracle of Hanukkah, the Sfasem Esas, why was it established that the Hanukkah menorah should be placed by the doorway? Why not place it somewhere else in the home? We know that there is a precedent that Hashem will never leave us in the world without light. The Svasemis explains that the days of Hanukkah represent an opening, a beginning of the Geula Shalema, the complete redemption. It is for that reason that before the destruction of the Holy Temple, great preparations were made in heaven to ensure that there would be a vestige of light remaining from the menorah. That vestige of light is present when we light our menorah. The word Chanukah 
is derived from the Shoresh, the root, Chinuch, education. The Yom Tov is meant to teach us how to light the menorah in the future when the Beis Amikdosh will be rebuilt. We put the menorah at the door to symbolize our devotion to Hashem's promise. Pischuli Pesach, Kechudosh Open for me the door, the size of the eye of a needle, and I will open for you the great door of the Beis Amikdosh, of the Holy Temple. The holiday of Hanukkah gives us hope that despite what transpires in this long exile, we can continue, we will live on, we will kindle the light of hope, we will rededicate ourselves to Torah in the observance of mitzvos. Around the world, we are all gathered to stand in unity today with our brothers and sisters in France. We know that we are all inextricably bound. We share a common destiny and a dream for the future. We feel the pain of your trials and tribulations. We empathize with Achenu B'nai Yisrael at this time. Only the brilliance and dedication of Nachum Siegel could conceive a Jewish unity initiative to be our symbolic light in the doorway. We ask Hashem to shed the light of peace and tranquility throughout the world and to end all suffering. We pray that the light that has been kindled today through this initiative, will pave the way for the light of the future redemption. We salute French Jewry and all the good citizens of France. We mourn those who gave their lives al Kiddush Hashem and pray for a bright and glorious future. The great Rav Levi Yitzhak of Radichev once said, When the Torah scroll is sewn together, it becomes holy and it's forbidden to erase even one letter in it. But when it is still in several panels, you could still make an erasure. The letters represent the Shamus of Klal Yisroel. When we are in unity, none can be blotted out. I would like to take this opportunity to wish all of our listeners around the world a very happy and joyous Hanukkah. Nu sum avek vu. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Thank you very much, Rabbi Goldwasser. A very happy Hanukkah to you, and thank you for recognizing what this initiative is all about. It is much appreciated. We say happy Hanukkah. Shalshelis Jr., Robert Ben-Rimon, chairman of our event, is coming up next with plenty of people to thank and a lot of information about what's happening in the city of Paris. Getting ready for the big Jewish Unity Initiative concert happening at the Great Synagogue tonight. Wednesday, Hanukkah, fourth night of Hanukkah, Let There Be Light, a concert of Jewish unity.
Okay, we are here in Paris, and we are sitting in Les du Falafel. As our chairman, Robert Ben-Rimon, told me, that's how it's pronounced. And Les du Falafel, du Falafel, thank you, Robert, has an unbelievable number of people sitting here during lunch hour, uh, and it's just incredible. It looks like uh, all types of Jews, all types of people, who are just enjoying this incredible restaurant uh, here at the Jewish Quarter. We can call it the Jewish Quarter in Paris. Jeremy is from Paris, and Jeremy speaks English, and at least somewhat he says he speaks English, and he can give us a little bit of a perspective on what's going on here. Jeremy, first of all, welcome to the show. Is it like this every day? Hi. No. Yes, Sergio. Yes, every day is like this. Every day is like this. It's busy. It's famous place. Very good falafel. It's the best falafel in Paris, and the fa- maybe in the world. How did it get this reputation as the because we've heard about it in New York? How did it get this reputation as the best falafel in the world, especially when it's competing against Israel? I don't know. Some people come every year. It's since 1979, it's open. Every every people come every year and uh, speak about this. That's I don't know. It's like this. What does it say about this store being so this restaurant being so active? Um, we know that we know that uh, we know that it's been very difficult times for the people of Paris recently and for the Jewish community over the last couple of years. What does it mean that there's so many people willing to come out and enjoy a day like this together in the restaurant? Un petit peu. Comment ça se fait, les gens, ils n'ont pas peur de venir sortir après ce qui s'est passé avant un mois et c'est craqué et quand même il y en a des millions de personnes Je pense que les gens, in English, okay. I think people little bit scared to come in the restaurant. Now it's the, it was one month ago, yes, the, the life change, yes. But uh, the life continue, comment on dit continue? To continue, yes. You need to continue to, yes, goes on, exactly, exactly. Life goes on. At the, just after the attack, terrorist attack, was very quiet. Yes, yes, empty. But now, ça reprend. It's uh, so you've noticed a big difference in the last couple of weeks, right? A lot more people now than there were right after the attack. Yes, ça recommence. Ouais, ça recommence. It's ça reprend. Petit à petit, ça reprend. That, uh, you know, it's back to normal, literally, and that's the way he, he used to have the restaurant packed like that because it's uh, the best, the best falafel, uh, and uh, you know they like competing with Israel, but I, I, I still think it's one of the best falafel in the world. Jeremy, merci, and thank you very much for speaking with us. Thank you. You're welcome. Et bon appétit. Tea, Bisham Tom.
standing here with uh, David, uh, here in the Jewish Quarter in Paris. Thank you very much for joining us. You're welcome. Uh, could you tell us what life has been like over the last year or so here for people, uh, for Jewish people in Paris? Mm, really strange, really straight, uh, straight sides. We don't know where to go. We are not feeling really safe here because uh, we are seeing it's not just from one year ago. It became from 10 years ago with so many little steps, what's happened in the synagogues. At the beginning it was uh, rocks on the synagogues or some just, uh, you know, words against the Jewish community. And slowly, slowly it became really, really it's become really strong. And uh, we've gone really far and I don't know where we are going to, where we will go now. Is the community going to be, uh, I think, more... Uh, it's going to get worse and worse, you're saying. Is, there, is the community staying together? Is the community feeling... Always. We are a community. What's, we are strong here because we are everybody together. You know, We are not a lot of a French population because France is something like 70 million people and the Jewish communities, it's something like 600,000 people. But why we are strong like that. This is because uh, we are community working together, helping one and one, family with family. We are praying together, religious and not religious guys. But we have an identity. We are Jewish before French. Understood. Um, it, it must be somewhat difficult to balance the fact that you're a strong community and at the same time feeling all this pressure from the outside, from other elements that are, that are here in the community. Is that difficult for you? Is it difficult to is, is it difficult is it difficult to stay strong when you're in a situation like this, or is it is it easier to stay strong when you're? 
to stay strong now because we are strong and in the difficulty you are you become more strong but uh, you're asking to yourself some questions if you have to stay here if you have to go to you to us because we know that us is good to be jewish in us or in israel but i don't see it anywhere france i think it's done for us we saw it so many times and it's going to be it's going to be more and more it it will not stop What's against this? The Jewish, and if it's not against the Jewish, we'll be against the French people. And the French governments begin to understand what's happened here, because this is not just the Jewish now. They are not fighting just the Jewish. They are now against the French, the French people, against the French flag, and it's like that from thousand years. Always in every states, every every country, we are beating the Jews. Because before and after the Jews, this is something else. But the Jews, this is the always Jewish community. It's always the first community that the enemy beating on it. You know, I don't know saying it in English, but yeah, we understand the attack. Um, what's this area been like, the Jewish quarter, over the last few weeks, especially since the attacks of that Friday night? Is this is this now finally coming back to life? Well, a chance that it was Shabbat, so there is something in it, something really strong that it was Shabbat. So a lot of Jewish was at home, but uh, the area closed Shabbat here, except no. uh, except the the shops and everything. But it stay like a. It's not like a long time ago that every shops Jewish kosher, library, uh, butchers and everything. There is a lot of fashion shops, but it stay like a, a center of the Jewish community. Everybody's coming here to eat or to to buy some books or talits or something else, and. Uh, all the Parisians know that if they have to move, like, to see Chinese in Chinatown, if they want to visit Jewish uh, quarters or something uh, uh, Jewish, they are coming to here. This is the place. It's not a big place. It's not Brooklyn, but this is our place. It's like that. How do you know English so well? ESPN. <laughs> very good answer. A pleasure meeting you, David. Chazak v'yamat. With pleasure. Thank you very much.
Kulam 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 Sagi Fames Kulam Yeshua Rams Later my Torah I must say you'll die Leis That's brand new Baruch Levine. It is Hanukkah 5776. And uh, tonight, with an incredible lineup, we are going to be at the uh, Great Synagogue of Paris uh, with an amazing Jewish unity concert, the concert of Jewish unity, Let There Be Light. Uh, the concept is well known to our listeners at this point. The um, it, it must be very, very difficult to be in a situation where every time there is an event of importance to the Jewish world, everyone thinks you should be the chairman. It must be a very, very difficult situation where every time someone comes up with a great idea for a great cause, everyone thinks this person must be the chairman. I'm going to give myself credit in this case (laughs) because Mr. Robert Ben Ramon, who is involved in more causes than anybody will ever be able to imagine. And some of them we've had the opportunity to speak about on the air. I, When this was first considered, and it was obvious that the Jews of Paris would be the target of our love and affection, it was so obvious to me that this man would be the perfect chairman. And when we went to his office... And he had no idea what we were going to discuss with him. We went to his office, proposed this idea, and I guarantee you, he has been proposed so many ideas when it comes to dinners and events. (laughs) When we went to his office and proposed this idea, he lit up knowing that we were 100% right that there is no better chairman for this part of the Jewish (laughs) Unity Initiative. Mr. Robert Ben Ramon, who is traveling with an amazing delegation from West Orange, New Jersey, and leading an incredibly important and focused United States delegation, welcome back to JM in the AM. 
Thank you, thank you. Merci beaucoup for having me. <laughs> and now that I uh, say a few French words, it's really the perfect place. And on top of it, it's uh, beautiful. You know, we say Paris, c'est la ville de lumière. It means Paris is the city of light. And what's the best things could be to be in the city of light in the hug of the light of Hanukkah? So it's really exciting for me and, and I'm amazed. And Baruch Hashem, I'm here also with uh, my mentor and my best friend. And he's actually also was responsible for it. It's Simon Jacob. Of course. When I heard that Simon, I said, Simon, are you coming? I said, okay, if Simon coming, I'm in, put me in. Especially for such an important mission. And in actuality, you did approach me before all those terrible events. Right. And uh, I thought you're just going to hit me for a donation. That's it. <laughs> but uh, Baruch Hashem, I'm getting uh, my money and my donation worth every penny of it. And it's very, very exciting, especially after spending a unique day here in Paris. The um, The... The importance of this mission and the uh, and, and the the vital aspect to it must be so obvious to you because of your history here. Nobody knows, certainly not in our circles, knows what the Jewish community of Paris means to the Jewish world like you do. One of the first things you told us when you first joined us on the air, you said, "Do you realize Nahum?" That this is the capital of all dispersed Jews. Correct. If you're a Parisian Jew, you are from, and you could list tens of places, right? Correct. And surprisingly also, when I discussed with my wife, which is uh, my Eshes Chayl, I want to thank her this opportunity to let me go. Um, it was fascinating that I, I kept on thinking, I thought it's only the North African Jews from Tunis, Morocco, and Libya I discovered also that uh, Sheila's aunt, uh, my wife's aunt, lived here uh, from 1945 to 1955 as a shelter for all the Jews of the ghetto. Right. So I think France itself played a bigger role than what we think as a, as a bridge base for uh, a shelter for all the Jews. Right. Uh, also, Naomi Berg's mother was here for uh, 10 years, and I had the opportunity to speak to her, and she spoke to me fluently French. I said, how come you speaking so fluently? She said, I, I lived 10 years I went from Poland. I came directly to Paris. Yeah. Robert Ben-Rimon, chairing our event, our American delegation. The um, we we spent, you just said, a very interesting, I forgot the word you used, but it was a very interesting day in Paris. And there's no question we are trying very hard to stay on message about how important this community is to the Jewish diaspora. Nonetheless, it is obvious from the people we spoke to on the street, and you facilitated that because you speak French, thank God. It is obvious from the people we spoke to on the street that there is a, a trepidation, a fear, a wondering what the future's going to bring. How, how difficult is it for someone like yourself to see this balancing act where you're so proud of the vibrancy of this community and its history, and at the same time you hear people who are so desperate for an answer about the future? 
Amazingly enough, I could see interacting today with a few people, uh, especially in the restaurant and even in a, uh, hyper kosher. There was some, uh, you could see on their eyes, they were thirsty for visitors, by the way. Right. And Good point. I thought, I got the feeling that they really appreciate us coming in here. Yep. And so, so solidarity with them. Uh, Simon and I this morning got up. We were a little bit confused. We went to one synagogue. You weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> you went to another one. <laughs> we went to another and a beautiful <laughs> synagogue. And you could see the, they realized that we are foreigners. We are not from here. But right away they opened their arm. This guy said, please, you can dive in here. You don't have to go there. Right. And, and they were really, you can see from probably all the trauma they had in the past month especially, that they're really thirsty mm. for somebody to hear them, somebody to understand, uh, and for them to understand that they are in a different uh, path right now, yeah. not what they used to be. I mean, honestly, for me, to visit that kosher place, the hyper-kosher, and see so many guards was like really... A spooky feeling. Was that the first time you were there since the attack? Yes. And more so, even in the one of the, the second synagogue we visit, there right. was like about 10, literally 10 army guys there. Right. And I said to myself, and I'm thinking about Israel. Right. Tel Aviv and Shumdavakazi. There is nothing like that. Uh, Jerusalem, there is, there is sometimes, but the magic in Israel, Baruch Hashem, the Israelis, and, and I'm so proud to be Israeli that we're dealing with crisis for so many years, <laughs> and we, came, we became resilient. In Israel, when there is an attack, you, 10 minutes later, will pass by there, you won't think even there was an attack. Right. It's cleaned up, speak and span, like nothing happened, to make sure that everything is continued, life continues. However, I think one of the interviewers today said something very, very important. First of all, the unity that we had, all of us, all of us thinks it's a miracle or probably connected to Hanukkah because right. <laughs> it happened on Shabbat. Right. Friday it night was, was the Friday attack, night right. was the, the attack. There wasn't November 13th. And everybody I spoke with today, they the all first mentioned word it. they said, c'était pas au Shabbat. Which is, means it didn't happen on Shabbat. Even those who are not religious Even Jews. Even though, uh, you know, more modern Jews, you know. In they the got event. it. And they were really, but together with it, I felt when they look at Simon, they look at me, they look at you, there was some kind of, you know, we, we, need, we need support here. Yeah, no question you about know, it. You know, and I really felt it. Robert Ben Ramon is with us. Um, one of the things I'm going to discuss with Simon later in the show is uh, we've had the opportunity to do this in Israel, and you know, just like he does, you know that people, not only do they appreciate the visits, but they expect it at this point. In Israel, they expect it. Here, we got the idea, like, you came to see us? <laughs> yes. You came, you came to yes. check on us? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And that fellow, on, I think it was in the Jewish Quarter, I think it was that interview, he said, you know, 
You should be. I don't know if it was him. Maybe it was the woman in Hypercasher. I think it was the woman. Maybe the woman yeah, was she, phenomenal. She said, "You know, you could be doing this in any city in the world. Correct. You could be visiting any Correct. Jewish community in any city in the world at this point because everybody's in a very difficult and challenging situation." She stated very smartly and very wisely. She said uh, in English, and I thought she repeated in French. She said, "The Jews all over the world." Right now, going through a major hard time. Right. All the way from Israel. And it's hard time that, you know, for me also, when I thought about it a little bit, it's like the second evil coming up. Right. Was uh, the Nazi era. And now this is a whole new era that it's not such an easy way to deal with. Mm -hmm. All the way from what's happening in Israel. No question. But the good news, the great news, we're going to show unity. We're Mm -hmm. showing unity. And the best things you could have done for that, and Chazaku Baruch to you, is bring Yoram Gaon. Yoram Gaon is a guy that was born in Jerusalem, live in Jerusalem, and it's like bringing Jerusalem to Paris. See, I, I said, and I think I said this to you the first time we spoke about it, I said to myself when he was available, I don't think there is anybody in the world who has touched Every Jew musically. I think from the most Hasidic to the most secular, everybody in some way, whether they know it or not, a lot of people may not even realize it, have been touched by the music of Yoharam Gon. Who better to represent Jewish unity? In the center of the world, in Paris, the center of the European world, certainly European Jewish world. Uh, No question about it. And the lineup is from Israel, as you know, which makes it extra special. We're here from the United States. One of his famous songs, Nachum. Is uh, who have an honor, and you know it's a great mission to bring probably the kavod back to all the Jews all over the world. Right. It's interesting you say that, by the way. One of the things that we that we learned in the in the French Jewish Quarter today is that, and I think it was that I think it was a gentleman David who said it, is that there's such a a desperate feeling of loneliness. Correct. They were afraid to go back out. Difficult to deal with the shock and the aftershock of what happened just a few weeks ago, in addition, of course, to the Jewish community being a target, as we know, a year ago. And it's it, it was sort of like, you know, thank goodness for Hanukkah. Thank goodness a little bit of time has elapsed. And now people, as you saw today, are starting to really, to really go back there's to a normal. Lot, I will tell you. Compared to two weeks ago, there's a lot more traffic in Paris than there was than there, than there was two weeks that ago. That falafel today place it was so delicious, by <laughs> and the packed. way. He was packed, but honestly, he told they told us clearly that you know right just Rachmatchil, right? It's just Rach- starting. starting. It's just starting to come back. In actuality, this Rue Montmartre, which is that's where we were today, right. it's the main street where it, all the kosher market, on all the boulangerie and, and all the t- pastry can you buy, and all some famous restaurants are there. It looked like the guy told me it's starting just this past week, being coming back alive again. Right. And then the falafel was delicious. It the certainly way. was. Uh, <laughs> they're competing with uh, Ben Yuda in Israel. And they're doing a good job at it. Yes. Uh, so that's the main thoroughfare of the Jewish Quarter. Obviously a great history. And I hear the fashion industry is also around there now. Yeah, absolutely. This is something that you're an expert at. Yes, you know, yes. I, I pointed out to you that it just seems that the whole atmosphere here is one of very, I don't know, they take presentation very seriously. And you did say to me that the grass is always greener and maybe I'm just you know, <laughs> not realizing that you know, it's like this in the rest of the world. But there's yeah. something about this culture. But Which the is truth interesting is, to watch. Yeah, Nahum, the truth is that uh, 
Paris especially, is always was leading in arts. You know, all the biggest masters came when right. they studied in Paris. Right. All the biggest fashion, like Yves Saint Laurent and all of those Hermès and Chanel 5. I mean, Chanel 5, you go everywhere. Straight from Paris. Uh, straight for Paris. Uh, a Chanel bag, you have a waiting list for a year. It's insane. Uh, it, it is the capital of the fashion after New York. Uh, New York caught up to them probably in the past 10 years, but until 10 years ago, definitely, I can reassure you, uh, you know, even the, uh, the all the movies about the Devil Watch brother or right. whatever, it happened here in Paris. And the uh, culinary schools, the best type of the schools, if you see the small presentation, you get the, an espresso, you get a small cookie. It's a nice touch. Right. It's a presentation, <laughs> you know. I'm looking at uh, some in the hotel room. Uh, you know, I'm observing because this is my That's industry. Right. And I see some Lalique vases uh, in the hotel. Uh, everything has to do with fashion and really they were the driving force until today with the fashion on the fashion industry and in food it always was the best food the best uh, you go even in the supermarket today they had some stuff there that the typical supermarket we would never have it we'll never have something like that you know the way also they present the chicken it makes you right really I want much more appetizing buy it it's much more appetizing presentation I mean we were in what people would call a butcher shop a butcher shop and and it it had a presentation about it amazing (laughs) amazing what we bought uh, you know even eggs of uh, of, you know of fish right uh, that you will never think to eat Liver, I don't eat in the state liver ever. Here, they present the liver so nice. And, and, and they, I mean, the whole presentation of the food was phenomenal. No question about it. Robert Ben Ramon, he is uh, chairing our American delegation. You'll be speaking at the event, Bezrat Hashem. Bezrat Hashem. I know your message is pretty simple. What's, what's important to us is that you're representing us in the French language, which is very important merci to us. Merci beaucoup, merci beaucoup. And uh, the message is pretty simple. Uh, if there's uh, anything that, uh, that we've collectively been able to agree on and there's a lot of things we agree on but one of the things certainly is that we're trying to bring this message of unity to Paris and let them know that if they're in any type of challenging situation like any Jewish community in the world there are other Jews who care about them absolutely and the slogan should be nous sommes avec vous which means which means we are together uh, with you yes, as a family exactly you are our brothers and our sister we are together with you and by all means Nahum I walked with you today I saw people was some young people was uh, mumbling who are they who are they and when they heard that we are here to comfort them with that uh, it you know, concert it meant a lot yeah. uh, with the concert really no I thank you so much in this opportunity I want to say hi to my uh, immediate family spe- especially to my grandkids that I really miss them <laughs> and thank you my dear wife Sheila again for letting me come in such an important uh, hug not easy being away for Hanukkah uh, all of us can attest to that, but we're glad you're here at the Darabah. Thank you. Today. Robert ben Ramon, Simon Jacob joins us next. Plenty more coming up. Keep it right here at JM in the AM. Look everywhere. There's darkness at night. Let's bring out the light. Let's learn to fight. now. then. We have to be strong. Look into the soul of the world. Listen to the songs everywhere. There is a meaning to be found. 
from a small detail we can see to the best person we can be. There's a prayer and a hope we can achieve. Let's get our hands together. Let's try to become much better for our Creator. Let's praise our shame with no doubt. Let's thank our shame for His love. He is our Father in heaven. To be done, there's never time to be gone. The world is running just for us. It's time to find our mission, accomplish with ambition. Our soul is waiting just for us. Let's get our hands together. Let's try to become much better for our Creator. Let's pray together with love. Let's ask for help from above. America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial broadcasting today from Paris, 
France with the Jewish Unity Initiative. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org, and of course on the NSN app. Here at the Hippocaster Supermarket, where the attack occurred in January of 2015, 
just less than a year ago, and Amelia is with us. You remember the attack very well. Yes, I, I am always, I do always my shopping here, so I'm, I'm very used here, and I'm very emotional to, to come back here after what happens last year, last month, few months ago, and uh, I think it's a... Uh, it's very important for us to come back and to continue to, to, to live like a Jew in Paris. How soon after the attack were you here? How soon after did you shop here? Uh, I was one of the first, uh, of the first uh, customer here when they opened again. When they reopened yeah, the store. And uh, what has this done? What has this attack done to the Jewish community? What, and, and, and including what happened uh, three weeks ago, what has all this done to the Jewish community and the feeling of being here in Paris, France? I thought, I think that what the, the, the problem of hypercacher become, it was the first time that the government understand really what happens for the Jews. Few months, a few years ago, when it happens for Toulouse, Jonathan Sandler and the, and the three children were killed and nobody said anything and I think the government really understand what happens for the Jew at uh, when the hypercacher has the, the, the problem of hypercacher has gone so now our children goes to the school with the army before and with what happens few uh, weeks ago I think that all the France be, understand now because it's not only Jew, it's all, all French people are, are in danger. But uh, we have the faith that everything will be everywhere we are afraid. So we can we continue to, be, to live here. You know, we are here because we, we are trying to promote Jewish unity yes. and, and declare that if Jews in one part of the world are in challenging situations, there are other Jews who care about them. What do you think of that? I think that Jews everywhere they are are in danger. So you can go in in in, uh, in America, or in England, or in Israel. We have exactly the same. So you have to be a Jew everywhere you are. A hundred percent. Thank you so much for joining us.
We've mentioned uh, just how uh, incredibly helpful Ohad has been uh, in terms of the uh, the uh, Jewish Unity Initiative. There he is with Kolat Sadikim from the CD entitled Segula, and I thank uh, Yoram Gaon and Ohad and uh, Itzik Dadya and Uzi Tzadok and uh, Avi Miller and Amir Haddad, all of whom are part of the Jewish Unity Initiative uh, presentation at the Great Synagogue of Paris tonight. Uh, you can watch the entire thing on our homepage, NahumSiegel.com, beginning at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. And um, uh, Gershon Freistadt and the incredible symphonic orchestra from Israel. And, and David Fadida and his staff, essentially, and I saw this earlier today, and then we got some pictures afterwards. I saw it live earlier today, and we got some pictures afterwards. Essentially, they have um, transformed the Great Synagogue of Paris into an incredible concert atmosphere. So yes, it continues with the amazing charm that it has. The Great Synagogue is a remarkable facility, a remarkable building, and a remarkable landmark. But in addition, it now is an amazing place to enjoy a Hanukkah celebration. Uh, you know, Robert Ben-Rion, our chairman, earlier said that uh, Simon Jacob is responsible for him being here, 
And it's funny because in addition to Simon's enthusiasm for this project and um, and not really needing to convince Robert, but <laughs> for reaffirming Robert's desire to come to Paris and, and travel with this delegation, um, if there's anybody out there who has been supportive of our efforts when it comes to Jewish Unity Initiative, it is Simon Jacob, who's become an amazing friend of this radio show. You'll recall that he was with us in Road, and we've emphasized that the Jewish Unity Initiative has such an important part in Israel. So you'll recall that he was with us in Road at a very, very trying time. Remember that time, Simon? You remember that day? Amazing. That was an amazing trip, right in the middle of the war. Uh, you'll also recall that he was the first person to step up and tell us that we must go to Houston, Texas, in the aftermath of the floods there, which affected the Jewish community to a great extent. That show uh, continues to play in archive form to rave reviews. And now we introduce, introduced Europe. Now you, we can say together that we're on our third continent. <laughs> and we are, we are in fact bringing the Jewish Unity Initiative to Europe. And you saw today what happened. You saw how people reacted when they realized why we're here and what we're doing. It, it was really incredible. First of all, Nahum, I can't tell you how incredible it is to be in such a beautiful morning in Paris. I can't tell you. It's just, it's unbelievable. Such a beautiful morning. Um, it is, it's so exciting to be here. And it was so special to meet people. Uh, and I can't tell you also how uh, incredible the falafel was. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, it just totally blew me away. Yeah, I'm sure anybody listening so, in Israel is rolling their eyes. But I know, hey. <laughs> but it was, it was pretty it amazing. Was. Um, this is something that came up earlier, and I said I wanted to mention it while you were on. The the reaction whenever we go to Israel, it could be for a broadcast from the Inbal just with guests who you know come to talk about the current situation. It could be a broadcast from Stayrot, as we did last year. It could be something from the Gush. It could be something from one of the great organizations that concentrates on the victims of terror or families in need, whatever it might be. Um, we know that every time we show up, good times and bad times, there are people there who express their appreciation. But sort of... They expect it at this point. They expect that if they're in a challenging situation or even regular times, they're going to see and hear American Jews come and you know show their solidarity. Here, that message is not communicated very often. And I think it really gave us a big boost today when we saw how people were reacting to the fact that we would pick up from the United States on Hanukkah and come here and do this. Did you get the same feeling? I, very much so. Very much so. Um, in fact... I really got it uh, yesterday morning when Robert and myself were uh, visiting shul after shul looking for you. <laughs> you did, by the way, they did find me oh, in shul. Absolutely, 100 percent. Thank you. 100 <laughs> percent. We never knew there were so many huge synagogues so close together in Paris, uh, and I'm and I'm not talking about. I'm talking about. Mega shuls, yeah. beautiful, beautiful, with unbelievable architecture. And each one that we walked in, we were welcomed. They looked at us like your your guests. You know, please join us, please daven with us. And we kept saying, "Well, we got to find looking, someone. We got to find somebody who's who's supposed I, to be here." I, but it was really, didn't it was I really text amazing. you that I'd be at the Great Synagogue? You, you but did. Anyway, we I, thought each one of them was, was the, the Great, great Synagogue. synagogue. And That's when you why. walk in, when you walk into all of them, wow. it does feel that way. Um, the uh, the and, and Robert, with his background in North Africa, Europe, we spoke about this before. You also have a background that's unique. You know many because of your heritage. You know many areas of the Jewish world. Are you surprised that Paris has been? And it's funny that 
took me to come here to discover this and to really realize it has really been the capital of Jewish Europe and has such a has such a has had such a prominent role in the international Jewish community for hundreds of years at this point. So, you know, it's it's interesting. Uh, as I was listening to Robert, we were discussing it over uh, drinks last night. Um, the it's it it really it, it's very. It's a, it's a special place for those people who came out of the Holocaust. It's a very special place for those Jews who came from North Africa. Right. Um, in fact, one of the comments uh, that Robert made, and I, I, I never thought about this, but any of the Jews from North Africa, their only path to Israel was through Paris, was through right. France right. and Paris, right. which was huge. I never thought of that. I never I never realized that. Um, it's kind of funny because our my background is more English speaking or Arabic speaking Jews who came out of Iraq and uh, Southeast Asia, right. and because of that, we focused on countries like Australia and London as the points of immigration uh, to to the world, and London became a place where people settled at, for for a period of time in order to get to the United States or to even get to Australia. Um, so in, in that instance, we, we were different, and I never thought about Paris that way at all. And Robert's words just really lit me up because I, I, I remember all of those things, but not about Paris. Right. So it's very, it was very poignant. It really pointed it out to me. Speaking to Simon Jacob, joined, of course, by Robert Ben-Ramon. Robert ben um, it's funny. At some point today, someone said that to us, that even now... They were quote unquote on their way to Israel, but stopped in Paris and Correct. ended up staying. Isn't it interesting Correct. how even Correct. today Correct. that same route, uh, you know, exists? Yes. And sometimes, although of course, you know, our feelings about going to Israel, but sometimes people will end up staying where they feel comfortable and where they could set up their business and continue living life. So, Absolutely. even today, it serves that purpose. It's it's interesting. Uh, one of the one of the people who. Uh, is going to be with us later. Eitan mentioned that um, he's in, from Paris. He's from Paris. He's actually French, original originally. Um, he he mentioned that the Jews in um, in and I might be getting this wrong. The Jews. It actually could have been my cousin Debbie who was here <laughs> visiting. Excuse me. Um, I'm sorry, Debbie, if I'm misquoting you. Uh, they. What you'd mentioned was that the Jews in Paris, everybody speaks English, but the Jews in Paris don't. Um, the Jews in Paris all speak Hebrew. Right. So uh, it's it's really it's really it's also you know interesting to see that that yeah. difference. Yeah, there's no question that if you're stuck in Paris, yeah, and you are desperate to communicate. It's much better to open your mouth with Hebrew than with English. There's more of a chance that they're going to know Hebrew, which is so hard for Americans to understand that English would not be the second language of anybody in Europe or anybody around the world at this point. But I think it's mainly, you know, obviously it's Jews. You're not going to get Parisians who are speaking Hebrew. But um, most of the Parisians do speak English, enough to get along and get around. Not enough of them, in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) And frankly, we'll see see at the concert. How many of them will understand what I'm saying? How many of them will have to look at the subtitles? How many of them will... Correct. We'll understand the excitement behind well, the announcement. Well, you have to bear in mind that France, for the past 50 years, they are very nationalist. Right. And uh, supposedly some of them understand English and they could speak English, but Dafka, 
they won't speak English to you. You know, it's interesting. In some of the interviews we did, this message was coming forth. Uh, one person, I, I think I remember which interview it was, one person, in, in, if you read between the lines of what they were saying, they were lamenting that Correct. they no longer can identify Correct. as French. Correct. That, you know, they want to be Jewish. I want to identify as Jews. But it hurt them. That it looks like because of the way things are going politically in this country, especially in light of what happened this week, Correct. it hurts them that there seems to be no place for them. Isn't that interesting? I felt that woman, by the way, yeah. when I initially asked her, asked her, do you speak English? Right. She said, no, no, not at all. And then As if it's an insult. It's an insult. She opened up like a flower. Right. And I thought she, she was spoke, one of our yeah, best interviews. It was the she best spoke beautifully. interview. And she yeah. spoke so amazing. Right. And so there's a hesitation. Her, her, she was like crying out. Oh, yeah. She described you the know, Jewish community here. She described here. the Jewish community like uh, really the way it is. No the, question about it. They're hurting. But I never thought of that. When you initially approached her, she yes. may have felt uncomfortable, uncomfortable saying correct. to I you, to of be. course, <laughs> I can speak English. It's funny. Yeah, Simon? No. It, it was very interesting. Um, I, you know, I go back to the falafel um, restaurant. restaurant that was... Jam-packed. I mean, when we came into, uh, we came in, there was a line out the door. They actually, we were very lucky that they kind of ushered us around because yeah. we were a large group. But there was a line out the door. And, and they're uh, telling us that this is just the beginning of their rebounding. Right. Boy. Right. Yeah. It was a lot of restaurants we know would like to have that kind of beginning. <laughs> right. Well, the food, the food deserved it. Oh, but it, say it, that was, it was really great. I want to take this opportunity since we are speaking with the leaders of our American delegation. Uh, we want to thank all those who have traveled with us or will be traveling with us to join us at the concert on Wednesday night and be part of this experience. That includes Mr. Gilles Gade of Cross River Bank in Bergen County. Uh, he is with New York State Assemblyman Phil Goldfeder, who's going to be joining us. He was amazing on the air when he described why he wanted to be part of this. The president of Yeshiva University, Richard Joel, even before Robert, was the first person asked to join us on this mission. We felt that his vision and the vision of the institution that he represents really encapsulates this entire message. Not that others would not, but... You know, we felt that that he that he would be a perfect person to to be part of this, and he'll be addressing the crowd tomorrow night uh, with English and subtitles. Uh, of course, I mentioned Robert Ben Ramon and Simon Jacob, and in addition, you've told us, and I assume this is for publication at this point, that your delegation has now gotten larger. Absolutely. We, we are expecting Dr. Joe Rosazada to join us from West yes, Orange, right. New Jersey. We are expecting Eitan. What's Eitan's last name? Elbaz, El- no, Elbaziz. Elbaziz. El- 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 yeah. yeah. He'll be yeah. joining us from uh, from West Orange, right? From West Orange, he's in. And Rabbi Sharbat, right? Who uh, people know from the Sephardic uh, minion at the Abbas Achim Shul. Yeah, he's uh, the assistant he, rabbi. He, correct, Abbas Achim. He also is not passing up an opportunity part of this historic event. Yep. Is there anybody I'm leaving out? I think did I get everybody in the delegation? I, I think, think there so. was about twelve other people that were <laughs> that we're talking to. We're trying to get we're trying to get badges to get them in, but it's actually I'm, I'm told now it's a totally sold out crowd. Oh, it is. Yeah. So it's, I think it's oversold. It's going to be it's going to be uh, tight, but we're really looking forward. And I take this opportunity to thank the I guess if we're going to really go back in time, the first person who was part of our American delegation. That's Mr. Sam Levy. Uh, we needed someone at the very beginning who knew French and English, who wanted to sit through the tedious task of translating on the phone, which is not easy, as anybody knows. You do business in any part, except for you, because you know 10 languages, Robert. But <laughs> for anybody else, it's a tedious task. 
at Sam Levy's going to be joining us at this very special event. And this was really his vision in addition to ours because he uh, he really guided us through how this would work in terms of dealing with the um, uh, with the community here in Paris. And he has been uh, just a wonderful leader in all this. I thank him very, very much, and he'll be joining us. Bezrat Hashem. I, I want to take a, just a moment to say thank you to my wife for allowing me to go to Paris uh, with Robert, which I can't believe she'd let me do this. Um, that's number one. And number two is to say thank you to uh, my son for also allowing me to go. And definitely a shout out to Grandma Doreen, uh, who's, I know, listening because she's always listening to JM and the AM. So I really want to shout out to her and tell her we're safe. We're okay. Everything's great here. We actually have... Uh, we actually have people who accompany us around. Not that we really need them, but we have them. Right. And everything's been great. Make everyone comfortable. Yeah. By the way, I wanted to add one other thing. Um, we've been asked to be part of French Jewish Radio. There's three Jewish radio stations here who are obviously very excited about the event. Then when they discovered that I don't know French, <laughs> just, like I, just like I keep people off the air who don't know English, when they discovered I don't know French, so they said, do you have an alternative? And then we sent Mr. Sam Levy to be our spokesman to French Jewish Radio. So I thank him for doing that as well. So I just Very wanted to cool. add that. All right. JM and the AM, my thanks again to Simon Jacob and to Robert Ben-Rimon. It's going thank to you. be a very exciting evening Wednesday night. Really looking forward. Um, you could watch it on the homepage on AchimSiegel.com. We'll have the link there. And uh, I would hope it's going to be in a variety of other places as well. And then, of course, Thursday, we will try to get as much post-event coverage as possible. If you gentlemen think that it's going to be an early night, on Wednesday night, you're mistaken because you're going to be doing this again with us, with other special guests after the concert, which is going to be pretty late. You know, in France, it seems nothing really gets started too early. No. Yeah. Dinner doesn't no, get started it, early. It's part of the French culture. Yeah. Yeah. So to be out till midnight is really yeah. common here. Because yeah. you don't go just to eat. You're going to dine. An experience. It's an experience. You know, the whole dinner... It's like a couple good hours. You gotta have a wine on the table. Right. No Diet Coke. Right, not yes. just soda. You gotta have a good wine and, and the chef is usually sent some stuff <laughs> no to you. Moscato. <laughs> no Moscato. <laughs> no Moscato. <laughs> Thanks exactly. a lot. No, no. <laughs> so if the event goes till midnight, we're in. We can, we're in. We, we, can be, we can be there till one, two o'clock just talking about what the do you incredible mean, two o'clock? Oh, three o'clock. Even later. There three you o'clock. go. Hagurim Sameach. Hagurim Sameach. Sameach. Happy Hanukkah. The city of light, light should enjoy the festival of light. We should have all, all the Jews should have light. Amen. And, yeah. our family, and our families should be able, we should be able to celebrate with them toward Amen. the end of the Chag right. and bring Amen. them the same incredible light that we're bringing here to Paris. Chag Urim Sameach. Happy Hanukkah. Freilich and Hanukkah to everybody. More coming up. I thank you all for tuning in. It is a JM in the AM Wednesday broadcast, the Jewish Unity Initiative, coming to its uh, amazing climax. Um, everybody out there, thank you for your encouragement and your uh, dedication to this unique, important, and simplistic concept. When our brothers and sisters are in need anywhere in the world, we, as their brothers and sisters, care. I want to show how care, how much we care and how concerned we are. And in this case, we've done so by coming to Paris, France. This is JM in the AM.
The scene was set back when a group of fearless men stood up for their beliefs and risked their lives. They acted with one voice and firmly made a choice. This nation be ensured that it survived. Their prayers were answered each day. Their minds fixed on their destination. With victory they made their way. No longer deprived. At last they arrived to a miracle lasting for all generations. task, one that we cannot mask, a danger just as real as it was then. Let's stand with open eyes to hear our brothers' cries, and courage now is needed once again. Let's carry our banner with pride, for this freedom how long we have waited, with the Stand as one, it can be undone. Just think of the wonders that can be created. The candles burning bright on the festival of lights here on Conoco. We answer to our name, our heritage is saved. The power of the flames will light on Conoco.
who are looking to live in peace and harmony to reject terrible terror that's inflicted on different communities worldwide.
وخطسی هایم شهش و فتوخت هایدی که خستم آلخ به حقص ما دوخت اولم عمری میزه کنان آور بسیم تاوت بسیم شلام میکل خلان کل حکوود کلم هایویاد این از تو بیاد لمی لمی یش شتر کبود کلم هایویاد این از تو بیاد لمی لمی تمی لمی یش شتر کبود שהקרב היה בוער והכיתה לא ששה המפקד היה אומר אתה ראשון יא קאסה כולם ידעו שקזבלן ראשון תמיד לצעוק ומאחור הם צעקו כל הכבוד כולם היו יודעים אז טוב מאוד למי למי יש יותר כבוד כולם היו יודעים אז טוב מאוד אחד הולך עם בחורה ביפו בן ארבעים אם רק ארצה אצלי תהיה ישר בין הידיים אך לא אפריע לבחור שלא יתחיל לראות כי זה אצלי פשוט פרינציפ לי יש כבוד כולם היו יודעים אז טוב מאוד למי למי יש יותר כבוד כולם היו יודעים אז טוב מאוד למי למי תמיד למי יש יותר כבוד שיכור לאיזה בר אני אותו מרגיע אז בא מן השעון ישר בג'בליה אבל אחר כך הוא חוזר בקטן מאוד מרים חסיד ועוד אומר כל הכבוד כולם היו יודעים אז טוב מאוד למי למי יש יותר כבוד כולם היו יודעים אז טוב מאוד למי למי תמיד למי יש יותר כבוד כולם It's a song that Robert Ben Ramon mentioned a few minutes ago, Kolakavod. It is the one, the only Horam Gaon. And I mentioned that the, it's amazing how this whole event came together. And at some point, I guess, although last Thursday we really had a, an opportunity and utilized it to describe how the event came together. But in the aftermath of it, hopefully we'll have more time to discuss some of the things that really went right on the road to Paris. And one of them was that uh, we, surmise correctly that uh, there is probably no better representative uh, musically of the Jewish unity concept in Yoram Gaon. I can't imagine anybody, with, and I know that everyone has their opinion <laughs> about who would fit in even better, but believe me, I know. And we could sit around the table and discuss this till, uh, till you know, in, ad infinitum. But uh, to me, he is somebody who everybody from the... Uh, from the right to left, up and down, all through the Jewish community, in some ways has touched everybody musically. And we get this opportunity to have him in Paris in an amazing performance coming up uh, for the uh, Jewish community of Paris. And really for everybody around the world. Remember, it's going to be on at NahumSiegel.com. You'll be able to see it on the homepage. And enjoy the presentation starting at 2 p.m. today. Check it out. There'll be an archive available, of course. It's going to be on television in Israel. It's uh, being viewed as a very important statement of Jewish unity. And in this case, a musical statement, one that will not be forgotten for quite a while. You know, someone asked me the other day uh, during an interview, what do I, what do, how do I define unity? And I said that uh, since we're, you know, dealing with simple concepts in this whole initiative, let's keep this simple. Um, if your brother or sister is down, then it would be awful 
if you would knock them or hit them when they're down. What makes a community and brothers and sisters unified is not necessarily they have to agree on everything or always be the friendliest to each other. It's when they're down, they feel a pick-me-up from whoever it is that uh, claims to be their brother or sister. And that's what we're all about. Unity, not easy to be unified at all times. When the chips are down, when there's challenging situations, when they get a positive word, a positive act, something from a long distance or a short distance that makes them feel better, that picks them up a bit, that to me is unity. More Yaharam Gon as we start to wrap up a Wednesday right here at JM in the AM. עוד לא ציירתי פרח, עוד לא גיליתי איך, תוביל אותי הדרך, ולאן אני הולך? אההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההה
that the care and concern for communities outside of the Holy Land uh, would be coming from the Holy Land as opposed to the opposite, because we know, of course, over the last decades and centuries, it is usually chutzlaret. It's usually the out-of-Israel communities that are then supporting Israel, and Israel even before it was a state. Now we see so much of an effort being made by the state of Israel to strengthen and to highlight the incredible work and the incredible spirit and the incredible history and the incredible present of Jewish communities in the diaspora. And Paris, as we've been pointing out, might be number one on that list. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial. Broadcasting live from Paris, France, around the world on the web, jmnan.org, and of course on the NSN app. I take this opportunity to thank everybody for tuning in. Hope you have an opportunity later on to check in on the Jewish Unity event from the Great Synagogue and to enjoy this incredible initiative, which is filled with so many important messages, including and especially the one where we declare that when Jews are in challenging situations anywhere on this globe, Jews and other communities exhibit great care and concern. Tomorrow we are back with a show that will include, for the most part, for the most, I should say, of the second half of the show, the post-concert reaction, both by performers, I hope, and those who are part of the musical end of the Jewish Unity Initiative. Make sure to be tuned in. Enjoy your Wednesday, and until tomorrow, it's Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.